You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Well hey there everybody, it's me Joe Thrashenkill here with my esteemed colleague The 365 Days of Horror, or as I like to call him Jordan Jordan, how are you? I am good, it is the last episode of the year um, I feel okay about it, I don't know I don't feel good or bad one way or the other. It's not like, ah, oh, finally this year's done or, oh, I'm so sad this year's done. It's just this year's done. Yeah. Um, I think that this is the end, hopefully. You, do you remember years ago where people were like, 2014, you cruel bitch or whatever? Yeah. Well, wasn't it 2016? Was that the one? Or I ha- I'll be honest with you, man. Oh, I had a really... Them. I had a really good year in 2016, like despite everything. <laughs> yeah, I think um, every year there was a streak where every year was, ah, oh, fuck you, 2017, fuck you, 2018. So I feel like that hasn't happened as much this year. Maybe we've finally been beaten down. We're just like, meh, meh. Yeah, this is the rest of your life. So deal with <laughs> it. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. The holidays don't mean anything to me anymore now that I have to work every one of them. So it's just whatever. Days change. It'll be okay. Uh, but this being our last show of the year, I thought it would be fun to do a year in review. Um, and we have some things on here, for example, that we didn't necessarily touch on this year. But before we get all to that, I, I would like to t- touch on some things we did touch on, if that's okay with you. We're about to get real touchy. We're doing a double touch. Um, did you know that it was this year in 2023 that would be episode toilet radio 413 we first encountered joe lynn turner and the incredible uh series of events surrounding his uh strange ties to russia it has been he's been like this for a while we've just never paid attention sure to until until recently and until looking at the many headlines from blabbermouth rent <laughs> we got to talk about this freak I, it's just, it's wild to me. That feels like it was 10 fucking years ago, does it not? It really does. Uh, so yeah, I highly recommend going back and listening to Toilet Radio 413 titled Elderly Italian Man Rant Epic. <laughs> uh, if for some reason you missed out on that. Uh, other things that we covered on the, the show uh, this year. Um, we did, oh shit, I have this. Closed out, closed out, closed out. Fuck, man. We did so many episodes this year. Uh, is it usually the same amount that we do every year? Yeah, it is the exact same. But like, I have so many tabs open right now. Um, Goddamn, fucking open, open, open. Uh, Phil Labonte, uh exposing himself as a creep on Tinder and trying to use that for clout on Twitter. Do you recall that happening back in February? I do. I remember him being slightly flirty slash slightly weird to a woman who works for Media Matters. Yeah. And they they matched on Tinder after he like very quietly moved to the Washington, D.C. area to be Tim Pool's buddy. Oh, let's be clear there. They did not match. He swiped right on her. She Ah. did not do the same for him. (laughs) I don't know how any of this works. I've never used any of these things, but um, yeah. And like on top of like swiping on her, like having a bizarre, creepy interaction with her. 
to which he posted to her many, many, many followers on Twitter with screenshots. Um, so yeah, it's, I guess I haven't followed up, followed up with Phil Labonte in the last 10 months. Is he still, um, I guess the sidekick to Tim pool. Is that his thing right now? I think he's like sort of working on the show. Um, I think in this past year, more weirdos and people of that ilk have cropped up. So the Tim pools of the world have like quietly shifted away. Right. It's, it's kind of like how no one talks about someone like Michelle Malkin anymore because other, other people have been so much louder and awful that people who are awful 15 years ago, it's kind of like, Hey, you're over there. Like we've heard it all from you. Now we're hearing from people talking about blood libel, um on saturday morning tv shows so like michelle malkin though like i remember the last gasp that she had though her her cause celebre was trying to free convicted rapist police officer daniel holclaw do you remember that no i don't remember that one yeah that was her last uh marilyn manson going door to door shocking people thing (laughs) and just the thing is those people eventually get replaced they only have a certain real window to get their grift on until other younger, more adept people at technology and internet are able to do that. Like why do you need a Michelle Malkin when you have a Nick Fuentes who's being louder and crazier and getting more direct influence than someone showing up once in a while on Fox news. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so for someone like Tim Pool, I know he's still doing his stupid thing, but there's other people kind of replacing him. So I haven't uh, exactly been paying attention to him and, and Phil Labonte uh, as much as they've been doing. I know they're still around. I know they're still grifting. And I think um, other mains has been talking about, or at least they're in the studio working on new music. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, diminishing returns with that shit for sure. Um, doing their own metalcore version of the does anyone else notice this but me yeah yeah no now that you mention it like i think that uh i guess the existing crop of uh right wing cranks is kind of being uh phased out like uh i mean do you, do, when was the last time anybody heard from like glenn beck uh i, I thought he was dead yeah i get ads from um who is that fucking asshole that uh like was on camera, uh, like abusing the shit out of his wife, and then his wife left him. Oh, Crowder, Stephen Crowder. Crowder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's he's resorted to like having to buy ads on Twitter to like try to get some traction there, which is pathetic, like deeply pathetic. Uh, so you know, some of these guys, they're definitely they're definitely dying. Like I haven't I haven't heard from fucking Ben Shapiro in forever. Like he has been destroyed by the the younger uh more crazy young folks so uh this is good i mean I'm, I'm glad to see that these people are finally getting pushed out of the public sphere but they're getting replaced by other people oh no 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 yeah and what's coming is far worse but uh at the very least i'm just happy to see these people that have been a blight uh upon the media landscape for so long just getting pushed aside cast out like yesterday's garbage you only have a fine, it's a little bit like the music industry. You only have a finite amount of time for you to really like strike it yeah. and and make something of yourself, whether that's you have your radio shows, TV spots, books, you go to weird conservative festivals where you preach to the converted or the choir and 
some people they're able to stick around a long time and yeah. others aren't. It's like the music business. Sometimes there isn't necessarily a good reason why some bands fall off and others can just keep doing the same thing. And it's just the best thing ever. And, you know, some people like an Ann Coulter is still around, but mm -hmm. uh, is seemingly more reasonable than these other people. And it's just, everything has shifted. Time has changed. And, uh, what people focus on now is different from what made her extremely hateable 20 years ago. And it's not to say she has changed. It's just things have gotten worse. That's so, true. Th well, I mean, things just move around. For the for the longest time, it looked like, you know, uh, the, the, the most powerful one of these uh, right-wing uh, voices was uh, Tucker Carlson, mm -hmm. who apparently if you lose the primetime spot on the biggest, you know, right-wing voice uh, there is, People don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, he he might as well be dead. Yeah. Just how much he has lost in such a short amount of time. He's he also just, resorted to buying Twitter at Twitter's ads to like try to get in front of people and it's not fucking working. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, if you're not in the main discussion, you're pretty much don't exist in one way or the other and that says something about the platforming these people. It does. I didn't mean to turn this into like, uh, you know, uh, I guess a discussion on the, you know, Charlie Kirk's of the world or whatever. But like, uh, it is weird that I think that these guys are starting to slowly be killed off in a very uh, Goodfellas-esque manner. <laughs> but again, there'll be someone else to do it for them and to be much louder and much worse. It's oh, like, for sure. For sure. It's like whenever people are like, oh, if only Mitch McConnell would die. It's like, yeah, but he's just going to be replaced by someone 40 years younger and somehow worse than him. And they'll stick around for a long time. Yeah. So somebody who uh, is less savvy about trying to manipulate the machine and instead a true believer in whatever the fuck is going on, which is so much worse. Yeah. It's not like uh, it, it's. This is just politics. I'm gaming the system. If I do this, then this will happen. He's going to be replaced by someone who's just like, yeah, I love Trump. This man cares about me. <laughs> like actually believing the nonsense versus, well, I'm going to do this and get paid. Yeah, essentially. Um, other things, though, that we we covered this year that I think are important to mention. Going back all the way to episode 420, that would be in March 1st, 2023, we did an episode called The Fiery Furnace Fest, uh, in which we looked at the revitalized um, Furnace Fest lineup and realized that it was maybe subtly, maybe not so subtly, just piled high with Christcore. <laughs> Um, that kind of led us to some interesting directions, including on a whim, us watching uh, an, uh, watching a documentary that was released in 2017 called Metal Missionaries just the next month, which, of course, what led what led from that, Jordan? Then we we interviewed our buddy from Uzcost. Yeah, who, you know, recognize people from the Metal Missionaries documentary because he had played with them. Uh, that led to, I'd say, some of our most fruitful episodes in a while, to be honest with you, Jordan. <laughs> I think those th those are like most listened to episodes this year and like yeah. our most responded to because we received a fair amount of messages of people saying like, I was in this band or I used to play with this band. 
or I grew up with this and you have no idea. Listen to this band, listen to this. So it was just kind of a random, hey, this could be weird. Let's do it. That turned into people were really interested and wanted to know more and wanted to tell us about their experiences growing up in the scene that neither one of us really knew anything about. No, not at all. Um, we also, uh, I made uh, a Toilet of Hell Patreon uh, mixtape uh, specifically with some of the recommendations I had gotten for uh, Christian metal that actually it's super fucking tight, man. <laughs> That was I think my... you, you pulled out some of the best ones, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, that was that was my favorite mixtape of the year, to be honest with you. I found some really weird stuff, like uh, lots of like uh, hair metal and thrash that was actually like super super tight. Um, it, it came out in the era where like you had to be good bands to do that. Exactly, it wasn't the fiftieth generation of thrash with Christ thrown into it, right? Um, so if you are a Patreon subscriber, which I mean, you should be, uh, I highly recommend listening to that one. If you haven't done so really, really interesting mix. Um, the most popular episode this last year, do, do you know what it was? Was it going over the top 20 songs in YouTube? It was not, uh, but that's only because I think that one needs some more time to, to cook for people to listen to. Uh, the most popular episode was Toilet Radio 451, The Gender Critic Rides Again. Uh, I believe that we did our first episode with The Gender Critic, maybe uh, actually this year <laughs> as well. Uh, mm. But uh, it, that one we specifically covered um, a bunch of folks that, uh, let's see, we had Carlos Santana, Alice Cooper, the guy that used to be in the art is martyr, uh, Alex Terrible, Ronnie Radke, Larissa Stupar, etc. Uh, the latest, uh, the vanguard of gender critical folks, or you know, if you want to just call them transphobes, that's probably a lot more accurate. They're all standing outside the bathroom looking at the little stick figure of a man or a woman, their hands on their hips, going, Hmm, hmm. I don't know about this. Uh, no, unfortunately, they were much more crass, stupid, ignorant, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, than uh, our, our depiction of the, the gender critic, which is a much nicer guy. <laughs> and again, like I always like to bring it up with these people or some of these other like books we've read where people say crazy things. This is what they're comfortable talking about in public. Yes. So you know it's worse when they're outside of Instagram or Facebook or doing interviews. Yeah, uh, it's it's tough to imagine. For example, Ronnie Radke being worse uh, off the internet, but you got to assume he is. Uh, so many slurs. So, so many slurs. Anyway, um, that was just, you know, a look back on some of the things that we we really uh, we really did this year. Uh, maybe if you'll permit me a couple of others uh, highlights that if 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 I'd I'd like to brag on a little bit, if that's OK. Yeah, I, this is a safe space. You can brag as much as you need. Uh, episode 433, The Great Leap Forward. Do you remember that one? Uh, that is where uh, we had a five-year plan for the show. We started scaring off all the birds because they were eating seeds, and <laughs> then there was a great famine that killed off thousands and thousands of our listeners. <laughs> uh, no, that was the one where we listened to uh, the very earliest 
uh, music that a lot of bands made and then compared it with their most recent music. So for example, uh, listening to Dredge when they were a new metal band versus when they were a, um, you know, sensitive type, uh, uh, God, what, uh, indie rock, indie rock band, I guess that would be what it is. Uh, Avatar when they were Gothenburg core before going later in gentlemen core, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, that one was really good. And yeah, uh, that was a, it was a fun episode. That's what I like about like doing some of our music related shows. Um, just kind of introducing people to stuff that we know, or it's just like common knowledge to us because we experienced it either at the time or just digging up things for articles or shows and then being able to show people like, Hey, this band didn't actually start two years ago that you keep hearing about. They've been around for 15 years and this is what they actually used to sound like before they went, uh, we want money. Yes, correct. That's exactly it. Uh, so even including that, listening to, uh, what we what we found was the most popular band of the year, even though they're not a band anymore, Lincoln Park, uh, finding all the way back when they were a zero with an X, of course, uh, before they had Chester Bennington, what that sounded like, uh, just giving a compare and contrast to fucking 30-something years of music there. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I think we may need to do another episode of that sometime soon. I agree with you. Another really fun one I enjoyed uh, this summer when we did 445 Vanity Record Labels. Do you remember that one? That's where we got to talk about Waffle House Records. Absolutely. Waffle House Records, Warhammer 40K Records, (laughs) WWE Smackdown Records, uh, Scion AV, all of these things that... Produced music, even if they probably shouldn't. <laughs> we probably lost a lot of money in the process. Almost certainly. Uh, I know in the case of Scion AV, they only existed to lose money, uh, which is why it was awesome. Um, and let's see here. Uh, something that we actually did quite a bit, uh, unintentionally, intentionally, unintentionally, uh, beginning with uh, episode 448, Metalcore Covers from Hell. We talked about a lot of bad covers this year, man. Again, that's kind of like the the old music show we did. I like knowing these things and showing it to other people and kind of educating and, and letting people know, like, hey, this thing exists. There's people out there that like this. There's people out there that look forward to this every week on YouTube looking up their favorite people to see what song they're going to cover next. Uh, it's wild. It's also like, you know, it, if you never think to pick up a rock and look at one, what's underneath it, it's like you'd never find it. But once you do it, you realize, oh, shit, this is everywhere. Everywhere. And if, in a lot of cases, it's the same types of bands doing the same types of songs like we listened to just a couple weeks ago on our Christmas cover song episode. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, And I would be remiss if we didn't talk about this very briefly. Uh, All throughout the year over on the Patreon, we did a series of bonus episodes in which we played a little game. Do you like to play a game, Jordan? I'd like to play a game. Uh, Fantasy Label Ball, in that we covered tons of different record labels. And uh, if if you're a fan of us talking uh, specifically about specific bands 
uh, and saying just incredibly mean things about them. That's that's a great series for you. <laughs> it's still ongoing. We have yet to do Nuclear Blast, mm-hmm. and Century Media, and uh, I I just don't think we have it in us to do like a unique leader Willow Tip twenty bucks spin episode. Just because most would be like, do you know this band? No. no. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Uh, but we did cover lots and lots of labels you do know and love. And then some, you know, like season of piss where, you know, <laughs> I think that one's a great episode to be honest with you, man. I think that one and the napalm records episodes are probably the most fun just to hear us try to like reach back into our memories of like who some of these bands are. And at the same time being like, I'm going to tell you about this band because I know way too much about them. <laughs> Uh, again, uh, for like five bucks, uh, you get all of those episodes plus so many more. Patreon.com slash toilet of hell. Uh, give us money, give us money, give us money. <clears throat> all right, we got our plug out of the way uh, earlier this time. Um, other things that uh, happen in the year that uh, I think we should talk about, maybe if we didn't get to them on the show. Um, I have this few a few things in front of me here. The, the vocalist of Gizem died. Um, and uh, all kinds of people got kicked out of their bands this year. <laughs> like every year, bands break up, bands reform, people get kicked out. Sometimes people leave for like, oh, I've had enough or I just need to spend time with my family. And other times it's just like, no, they're out of the band. We are not talking about us. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so who knows what's going on, for example, with uh, Slipknot. Uh, it seems like that's all quickly ending. Um, yeah, like pr- prediction time. Do you think within the next year Slipknot is going to break up? I think that it's going to be one of those things like uh, the ship of Theseus. Like, uh, it's... They're going to be dead band walking. They're going to keep going for a couple of years, maybe put out one more album and then like, just be a live band with hired guns that that seems more likely yeah. like i was trolling through blabbermouth earlier and uh cory taylor was clearly beefing with one of the guys in stone sour who the fuck knows which one who the fuck cares but it's like <laughs> well this guy's already got his eyes on the exit so it makes too much money to stop doing it but the the internal drama is uh is definitely up there Right. This is maybe going to be like a system of a down situation where they'll play live, but mm-hmm. like they, they're not friends anymore. They don't want to hang out. They're probably not going to put out too much new music. This is their livelihood. This is how they make money. They're not going to like go work in an office or a guitar center. Right. So you just you do some of your tours. You take a break. You do festivals in the summer. You take a break and you crank out some music if you want or you have enough in the bank where you can do archive albums or I think they're talking about releasing an unreleased album that some of the members made, like look outside your window. I think they called it. Hmm. So it's just going to be like, Hey, here's a thing. It exists. Give us money. Yeah. And then come see our kids band. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Who would, the kids will probably be joining Slipknot sooner rather than later. You might as well. Um, Another thing that I saw Corey Taylor had said earlier this year, and uh, I don't think we mentioned on the show, he was talking about the band's finances saying, you know, we do okay, it's but we don't like make Taylor Swift money, which uh, stuck in my craw for a lot of reasons, because Taylor Smith, Taylor Swift makes Taylor Swift money. That's it. 
Nobody else does that, but you still, it's, like, it's, it's her and Beyonce. Yeah. They're in their own stratosphere. But like, that's burying the lead here is like the only band in metal aside from Metallica that actually makes money. All of your members, including the wiki wiki guy are fucking millionaires, dude. Yeah. They're one of the top bands of the past 20 years consistently. Mm hmm enough to headline arenas still enough to headline festivals still consistently working pretty much the entire time like they've taken breaks here and there but they haven't gone like six years without doing anything so uh really who else can you compare them to like on that level lincoln park sort of their own they were their own thing and they're obviously not doing anything anymore anyone else like who's the closest band to that corn yeah, and I mean, like, Korn is, I don't know, they're they're popular, but I don't know, I, I think Slipknot probably takes it in terms of uh, sales. Probably. Yeah. Um, so that's tough to say. Um, other things that happened this year that we didn't talk about. Um, this is big news uh, for, you know, uh, the Dungeon Masters in our uh, our listenership. Uh, Mike Portnoy, uh, rejoining Dream Theater. Uh, apparently he, uh, had completed the artistic vision of the winery dogs <laughs> and was ready to join again. He did all he could do with the winery dogs. I, that's, that one sticks with me as maybe one of the worst band names that's ever existed, to be honest with you. More than Chickenfoot? Yes. The winery <laughs> dogs, like, oh, oh, me and the boys going out, gonna talk to the sommelier, woo! Howling at the Merlot moon. Just absolutely uh, unconscionable name. Like, and it's because he and his boys, they love drinking wine. Woo. That's, it's just the lamest shit, man. You, you got the, the, uh, the wine moms or the wine divas. So you got to have the wine dogs. I guess so. But just you like know, the husbands that go with their wives to all the vineyards. <laughs> um, They get I, special leather jackets with their colors on it. And it's just rosé. I, I went to I went on a, a hill country wine tour once and it sucked. Oh my god. Number one, I don't like drinking wine. It gets me way too fucked up immediately. So I'm really drunk. It's like 115 degrees outside, and I'm surrounded by goddamn boomers that are just, you know, taking pictures of all the the tchotchke bullshit on the walls, like, you know, about how I love wine, but I hate my kids. <laughs> You're stuck on a bus with these people because they're transporting you from winery to vintery, vintery or whatever. Like, uh, and it's just you're you're trapped. You're trapped. It's hot and you're drunk and you don't want to be around these people. Truly awful. And you want to fight them, but you know you can't. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Anyway, that's not that's neither here nor there. Uh, something we didn't talk about because what's the fucking point? Uh, Kiss supposedly hung it up this year, right? Sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, they've already said that they're doing AI shit uh, to carry on the legacy or whatever afterwards, which, of course, it makes sense that we can't get rid of this, even if they're quote unquote done touring. It's never going to happen. That's, they're... <sighs> Until they're dead and physically in the ground, it will not stop. Right. Like the Simpsons. Right. Ugh. Um. And even then, like once they are, their families could easily sell their likeness to someone else who wants to dress up and do the kiss experience in Las Vegas. Right. Um, let's see. 
Uh, I pulled this up on on Wikipedia earlier, and uh, I think it, it's it's fun to go through. Uh, we have both a list of bands that called it quits and a bands that reformed. Um, says here, bands disbanded. Kiss, right? Sure, I don't believe you. Um, Kicks, I had no idea was still. No, no, not Kicks. Uh, Dawn Raid, who uh, called it quits earlier this year. Uh, terrorizer which i don't know how you can consider that it's because there's one guy who's like yeah i'm done i guess <laughs> i thought i read that they were getting back together too i i'm sure that it was just a one-off thing that he's like yeah i don't really have time to do terrorizer right now and they got you know a dozen blabbermouth articles written about it um bands reformed um three inches of blood which is a band that a lot of people seem to like for some reason do you care mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's made people happy. So that's cool. Yeah. I, I don't have any uh, beef with them or anything like that. No, if they're fine. Uh, I, it's the thing with that announcement was like a lot of these announcements are like, things are happening. Something's happening. And everyone just assumed new album. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, Oh, we're playing a couple shows in Vancouver. Yeah. We need money. Thank you. Um, Agalock. I didn't hear anything about that. Did you? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, but so. didn't they just play the Decibels Festival? They headlined it. Oh, okay. Then there you go. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Who cares? Uh, Dillinger Escape Plan, blah, blah, blah. Creed, blah, 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 blah. Here's the one that stuck out to me that uh, I didn't see anything about anywhere, and I, I desperately wanted to know more. Newstead. He, so he quit his solo band? He quit his solo band, but the good news, he's back together with himself. It was a brief breakup with himself, and then he reformed his own band. Yeah. So he says here, in April 2023, Newsted announced reactivating the band with a new show on May 20th at Revolution Live in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. The band featuring new guitarist Humberto Perez, replacing Mike Mashock, played their first show since August 2013. Uh, they did uh, four old Newstead songs, as well as Metallica, Motorhead, and Ted Nugent covers Oof. also debuted 12 new songs. 12. So big news in 2024. Going to get some more Newstead. I'm, I myself am holding out for more Papa Wheelie. Honestly, this is a real question. Are there Newstead fans, not Metallica fans that want to see the guy who used to be Metallica? Is there someone who's just like, I just, I absolutely love this Newstead song. I have to see this live and go to Fort Lauderdale. If you're a Newstead head, let us know in the comments, please. I have a lot of questions for you. <laughs> um, there was a story that you saw that uh, I, I had completely missed the mark on. Um, would you like to share a little bit about it with us? This came out just a few weeks ago, and I think we were in the middle of our other yearly episodes that we've been doing, so we haven't covered it, but... An article in USA Today, of all places. Ooh. Canned Water Company, Liquid Death. Ooh. Rebrands Armless Palmer Drink after lawsuit threat. Okay. So the, the Canned Water Company, the, uh, the Clout Sharks, uh, Liquid Death, have a water flavor called Armless Palmer. Am I getting that right? You were correct. Although... Uh, the, as they are mentioned, canned water company, they really are an advertising company that sells canned water. Correct, yes. So the article says, 
Canned Water Company, Liquid Death, has announced they will change the branding of their Armless Palmer Iced Tea Lemonade beverage after they were threatened with a lawsuit. In an Instagram post, the company announced they were changing the name of the drink to Dead Billionaire. What? Liquid Death's post claims a, quote, large enterprise threatened to sue them over the use of the word Palmer in their new beverage offering and hope to avoid a legal battle by changing the name. The original name, and in a different sense, the new one, of the Canned Water Company's product draw inspiration from Arnold Palmer, the legendary golfer who is also credited with inventing the beverage mixture of iced tea and lemonade. In 2002, Arizona Beverages began mass-producing and selling their own iced tea lemonade concoction with Palmer's image and signature on the bottles, which is still on sale today, by the way. If you go to, like, any CVS, you could find plenty of them. Yes, The golfer's name has since been synonymous with the beverage. Palmer passed away in September 2016. The Cam Water Company, which was founded in 2019, originally announced Armless Palmer earlier this year as one of three new iced tea offerings sold exclusively on Amazon. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Wow. Sounds tasty. Just sitting in a dusty warehouse next to uh, underwear. Wow. Refreshing. Liquid Death said on Instagram, the newly renamed Dead Billionaire will be available to purchase in retail stores in spring 2024. Uh, At the time of his passing, Forbes estimated Arnold Palmer's net worth and his inflation-adjusted career earnings to be $1.3 billion. In 2016, his non-inflation-adjusted $875 million in career earnings would have put him behind only Phil Golfer Tiger Woods and NBA superstar Michael Jordan. Liquid S rebranding of their product led to some pushback on social media. Many claimed the water company's name change was in poor taste, pointing out Palmer's philanthropy and contributions to the sport of golf. I mean, yeah, like talking in terms of beloved athletes, Arnold Palmer was pretty well up there. <laughs> I mean, nobody had a bad thing to say about him. Uh, from all accounts, he was a sweet man who uh, liked to drink Lemonade and iced tea. Uh, he did that great Sports Center commercial too. Do you remember that one? Uh, I don't remember that one. What happened in it? Uh, I think it was Scott Van Pelt uh, and uh, maybe it was Stuart A. Scott. They like peeking over a, a cubicle and they're watching Arnold Palmer make an Arnold Palmer and they're like, what? <laughs> so what caught my attention wasn't the article, but it was Liquid Death's Instagram post about what was happening. Mm-hmm. And it was just the pettiest wimpiest thing that they could possibly do and it got my dander up which is saying something because usually liquid death is your thing well i mean it started with them being cunts about claiming that uh fuck what was the the relapse wouldn't relapse uh nuclear blast nuclear blast somehow stole their shit and it's just like okay stay in your fucking lane venture-backed water company so uh-huh. this post says, if you like our arm, armless Palmer, that's hard to say, armless Palmer tea lemonade, then you're going to love, all caps, our new dead billionaire tea lemonade. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's the exact, all caps, same thing, only now it has a way cooler name that won't require us to fight a senseless legal battle okay. with a large enterprise who sent us a letter saying we can't use the word Palmer. Oh well, god, it's not it's, a word, it's his name. It sucks playing the capitalism game, doesn't it? You venture back piece of shit. And who are also partnered with a giant iced tea corporation. Oh no, a bigger company. Get fucked. 
Yeah, we're we're cheering for the bigger company to squash you now. Yeah. The tide has turned. We're all about big corporations. Absolutely. Both of whom who have far more dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign to burn on legal fees than we do. Damn, sounds like you should fucking cry about it. Get hustling. Grind for that paper, dickheads. Wake up and grind at the canned water company. Maybe <laughs> maybe you should work harder, show up at 5 a.m. and show some initiative. Yeah, man. Fucking our new dead billionaire cans have started to trickle out on Amazon and will begin hitting retail shelves in the spring. Experts are predicting potential brawls in retailers as customers fight over remaining armless Palmer cans before they become extinct forever and resung as collector's items for billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And okay. that has 58,600 likes right now. It's like the. Uh... Oh, we're so transgressive here. You know, we're we're saying that this, uh, you know, Arnold Palmer again, a guy who people generally have pretty positive feelings about. He's a dead billionaire. Fuck billionaires or whatever. But like, he made a billion dollars being good at golf, which is about the only reasonable way you can make money, like an exorbitant amount of money in in our society. Again, like we can take a look at the dickheads who back up the funding for. Um, for liquid death, like specifically that one Elon reply guy. Do you remember that tweet? He was like, uh, Elon was saying some stupid, dumb bullshit about wine, trying to act like he had a shred of taste or class. And the guy's like, dog, remember that one party we went to in 2013? I made the clutch decision to order pizza at 2 a.m. Good times, brother. It's like, these are the people behind you. You suck the dicks of billionaires. You're just... Again, trying to be edgy for the sake of it. I see you. I see what you really are, and it's fucking pathetic. Also, maybe you should hustle as hard as you fucking complain. Right. Liquid Death has had multiple seed money. If you're getting seed money, you're not in the poorhouse. Right. You're getting money from actual millionaire actors and actresses and athletes. Like, Tony Hawk has given you money. Machine Gun Kelly has given you money. I think Whitney Cummings has given you money for this. You have received money from multiple hedge funds and Live Nation. The so you are not a poor company struggling to make it happen with your hat in your hand, asking for your devoted fans to please help us in this trying time because the big scary corporation is being mean to us. Yeah, you're on the shelves at Walmart, you fucking cunts. Like, Get get it together. Get it. It's together, just like for people that are that are in our circles and crowds that like heavy metal and like skulls and other death related cool looking things. Don't fall into this trap. Don't buy it. They are not your friend. They are a corporation too, and they are trying to get one up on another company who is protecting what they own and it's just really silly to try to make it an us versus them thing when yeah. liquid death is not us either no also again I, I gotta stress this like you're mad that you couldn't use the name of arnold palmer beloved golfer without like without attribution it's you you're trying to get something for free Fucking cheapskates. <laughs> and another layer of this is it's not like this was shipped worldwide and it's in stores and, yeah. oh, we got to pull it off the shelves. This is really going to cost us a lot of money. 
It's on. It's in Amazon places. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Like, yes, you're gonna lose a little bit of money because you gotta not enough do some rebranding. You're gonna have to make some new cans, but it's still the same iced tea lemonade flavored swill that you're gonna be selling in a new can. It is fine. You make cans anyway. I think one of the things that we should do in 2024 is just launch as many frivolous lawsuits against Liquid Death as possible. Like those people who try to sue McDonald's for uh, their apple pies don't have enough apples in them to be considered apple. Correct. Yes, we should absolutely be doing that. It's actually potatoes served in apple goo. <laughs> is it? That's what people, you know, the rumor is, but I think it is probably legally, technically, it is apple product or something like that. Like when you go to the freezer section in a superstore, uh, in a supermarket rather, and you get ice cream and it's like, you know, dairy based ice product. It's like, sure. mm -mm -mm. Sounds I good. Mean, Same thing. No free cloud or whatever, but who cares? The apple pie is delicious. <laughs> Uh, if that's potatoes, I'll keep eating that shit. I don't care. But yeah, like, um, this, this is pathetic. And seeing that there are people that are like, wow, that's so cool. Uh, you know, getting behind this, uh, really, uh, do better. Just do better. I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to say about the water company? It's stupid and childish. And I know that's like their shtick at this point. Same thing with the nuclear blast logo and saying, uh, oh, stole it. Blah, blah, blah. Like it's, it's very snotty. Yeah. And obnoxious and unnecessary. Yeah. Like you are not punk rock. You are not against the establishment. You are part of the establishment now. And you're getting a lot of money from other famous rich people and places and corporations and hedge funds. Don't buy it. No, absolutely not. Um, let's see something else that we didn't talk about this year that I guess, uh, it's fairly recent, but we should probably discuss. Um, it was first Cryptopsy and then Metallica really breaking open the gates by playing, uh, the first heavy metal shows in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that is pretty recent. I don't know. No one's really said too much about it. Well, I guess that it's just a process of normalizing relations yeah. with with this unaccountable, uh, you know, uh, gangster state ruled by uh, a king. But, you know, uh, interesting, I guess. Nobody seems to put up the shit. Like, the WWE by far got the brunt of the shit thrown their way when they held that event uh, in Saudi Arabia right, right after it was revealed that... Uh, they had murdered Jamal Khashoggi. And they've uh, they've done multiple shows since. They're going to continue to do so. And it's yeah. uh, the term is sports washing, yes. which uh, I think is a pretty good term. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it in different ways with now music washing and entertaining. Come to Saudi Arabia. Look how open we are. We, ha we have Metallica. We have Cryptopsy. Come to Saudi Arabia. Well, I mean, um, gosh, speaking of uh, Arnold Palmer, like they basically created uh, a competitor to the PGA this year yep. hired Live. all uh live they uh hired all of the biggest uh, names in golf gave them unbelievably huge contracts that the PGA couldn't even hope to fulfill and then held a hostile takeover of the PGA 
and people were mad for about a week, and now everyone's forgotten or moved on. Um, so again, like, uh, I, Saudi Arabia is making these huge, huge strides, uh, where I, something like this happens and, uh, the reaction is, huh, interesting instead of what it would have been just a couple of years ago. I like the stories where it's like, uh, it quietly comes out to Jennifer Lopez was paid $10 million to sing for the King of Bahrain. Right. Something right. like that. And they just kind of like quietly, the story comes out and then it goes away. It's just always kind of funny to see those sorts of things. But I think like generally, if it's situations where bands are playing in countries that uh, people may have problems with or certain uh, stories have come out and oppressive government, whatever you want to say. But if they're just playing a show there, like I am less concerned with it like it's one thing if the government is bringing metallica to play there like then that's different than we're going on a world tour and we're playing in this country because i i know and we're not going to get into current events but uh, over the years certain bands playing in israel and people being upset about that mm -hmm. and my feelings on that is always uh, if like you want to protest that or well i'm not gonna listen to metallica anymore because they played in tel aviv whatever you want to say about that it's you're not punishing the government by being upset about it mm -hmm. you're punishing music fans people that just want to see metallica or whoever this is their one chance to be able to see it because they never tour there may like don't take that away from just your average music fan if it's a situation where the government's paying them, then yes, like it's different. But well, I mean, in this case, it's the Saudi Arabian government is paying them. This comes from like sure, the, sure. the royal fund or whatever. I, I'm of two minds of this, to be honest with you, Jordan. On one hand, I think that there is power in uh, a musician withholding, you know, uh, a performance from a place as a as a means of making a statement. I think that there is something to that that is very valid. And there's another thing entirely with saying like, yeah, I mean, we're going to take some blood money. That's that's OK uh, in the case of Saudi Arabia here. But also, like, I am aware that, as, you know, as awful as Saudi Arabia is in so many regards, that the United States, the country I live in, is the worst gangster state of all. Everything awful can kind of be tied back to us. So, I mean, what am I going to do? Kill myself? Uh, not today, I guess. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's just something to consider that, like, as bad as uh, everything is everywhere, like, ultimately, the United States is the history is the greatest monster in history. Anyway, that's the way I feel about it. Regardless, I think we should take a look here and see who is a part of Soundstorm 23 in uh, in Riyadh. You, you, you down for this? Sure. Black Eyed Peas. Hmm. Let's Chris get Brown. this party started. Yes. Uh, Chris Dude, didn't they have a song where they um, uh, they say Mazel Tov in it? Yeah. Something <laughs> I wonder of... if they skipped that line. Mazel Tov. Uh, we got uh, Chris Brown. Uh, yeah. He, I'm sure he fit right in. Oh, yeah. Um, we got David Guetta, uh, who, if you don't recall, he uh, did maybe made the funniest clip uh, that a DJ has ever done. Uh, in the wake of the uh, the 2020 protests, <laughs> he was the shout out to his family guy. Uh, we have uh, Swedish House Mafia, 
which uh, the people that uh, have white guys that have dreads and smell smell bad, they seem to like them. Uh, Travis Scott, Wiz Khalifa, 50 Cent uh, are some of the headliners there. Um, further, we've got, let's see, Dead Mouse. You remember that guy? The guy who wore the mouse head. Lots of EDM here, man. Like but that's I know that's especially in the Middle East, EDM and like hip hop are huge. Mm-hmm. And then Metallica is there. Uh, and Metallica. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find anything that I recognize that's not uh, mad. Lots of these things sound like uh, they could be insane clown posse affiliated, but they're they're just not. They're they're EDM instead. It would be very funny if like. On that list, suddenly Blaze Your Dead Homie is on there. I I would support that. I think that'd be great. Just just one member of the family is just spraying people with Fago and then getting dragged off stage and never seen again. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got uh, Soldier Boy. Uh, weird. Uh, Steve Aoki. I hope he did. He hit... throw cake on the prince. <laughs> He's just executed for doing that <laughs> on stage. <laughs> uh, and a bunch of other EDM. No, no fun allowed. Just Metallica. Really odd man out here. Uh, I don't know what the story was specifically that got cryptopsy in Saudi Arabia. Did you hear anything about that? I didn't. I thought years ago, Horse the band had booked their own like real world tour where they're booking it themselves. And I know they played all over the Middle East. I had assumed they played in Saudi Arabia too, but maybe not. No, I, I, I don't think they were able to do it. Um, let's see. Please come back, Horse the band. We miss you. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I, I was just trying to find like exactly why it was that Cryptopsy was the the band chosen to do this. I have no answers for y'all. Nothing. Weird. No. Um. Anyway, they uh, they put out a new record here as well. I gave it a listen. Didn't care for it. Did you? Uh, I didn't. I actually in in the past couple of years, I know I've said it before, gone back and just listened to classic albums. Mm -hmm. And I listened to one of theirs, and I'm just like, eh, I don't really like this. So I've always, <laughs> I have this like weird feeling now around with the band where it's like, what don't I get that everyone else seems to love? I, I mean, none so vile is the record that everybody says is a milestone or whatever. It doesn't do anything for me, to be honest with you, man. I like, I like. I don't feel ones. alone anymore. Yeah, but I, there is nothing that gets my head bopping with none so vile. Sorry, guys. Uh, that's where we lost, uh, lost all of our listeners. Everyone just turned off and yeah. threw their phones out the window. Yep. Uh, other things that happened. I, I have no idea what we're at on time, by the way. Do you? Uh, no, we got I have a few more. You can do a few more. Why not? Okay. It's the end of year show. We can go a little over. Okay. Uh, here's one as well. Uh, did you see that uh, Man of War had announced uh, <laughs> a U.S. quote-unquote tour? Yeah. I When I first saw them, I'm like, oh, that's fun. People will get to see them wrong it's not a tour it it's is one show one show uh there is a great uh headline here from blabbermouth joey DeMaio says man of war's quote recording and touring schedule won't allow for more than one u.s concert <laughs> and i think they're like doing a tour of germany they always do tours of germany that's the only place they sell fucking tickets 
I think if they played here, they'd do well enough. I've already seen people I know have purchased their tickets for this Man of War show in New York. Lame. <laughs> yes, it is. But I think if you just play a couple of cities, you'll get enough. You know, you're not going to fill arenas, but you'll fill a club. Well, they said here that, you know, unfortunately, they're recording and touring too much elsewhere to do more than one show. So they're also like almost in their 70s. Yes, that is correct. Which is shocking to see, but makes sense. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm curious to see if maybe they'll announce a second show. Uh, otherwise, oof, that's that's brutal, man. Uh, they live here. <laughs> yeah, you could just hop on a bus if you don't want to drive. So I don't know. I Everyone knows that uh, the Man of War ego is second to none. Maybe they can't deal with ha seeing a half-sold crowd somewhere. You just have Joey DeMeo sitting next to you on a bolt bus going to D.C. with <laughs> with his greasy vest on and his furry boots. And she's like, God, please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. Anyway, Joey, uh, whenever you're done with your uh, heavy touring and recording commitments, uh, try to put out another episode of your podcast. Yeah, it's only been three years. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'll let you continue another story we missed. We don't have to go through the whole story, but I absolutely love this headline from Revolver. Sleep token mass maker responds to mushroom head comparisons. Oh my God. <laughs> so just like a, a week or two ago, they revealed new masks for sleep token, which why Who do you cares? need to do that? But it also came with pictures of the band members and they super, super look like mushroom head masks combined with like one of them has Kool-Aid red hair now. One of them looks like he has a ponytail coming out the top with dreadlocks coming out them, which looks just like Skinny, the drummer from Mushroom Head. <laughs> so uh, one of them has a leather jacket that looks like, I don't know if you remember it, this is probably six years ago, seven years ago, Kanye West was wearing a hideous leather jacket with like, toxic holocaust oh yeah I remember patches that, yeah. on it looks just like that so uh, i guess they're eating a little bit of shit now for changing their look up and looking very much like a, a well-known new metal band again that's it makes no sense because you're slumming it you're making yourself look like you make less money than you do <laughs> yeah and i mean you're popular now why look cheaper than you were yeah i don't get it uh, what did the mask maker say, though? 21-year-old artist Lenny Hernandez David speaks on internet-breaking creations. I'd always heard of Mushroom Head, but never really looked at them. <laughs> to me, they look wildly different. Mushroom Head aren't the first band to wear masks with a ponytail and eyebrows, and neither are Slipknot. You can say Sleep Token are copying Mushroom Head, but then you could say Mushroom Head were copying Slipknot, which isn't true. Mushroom Head were first. Slipknot were copying whoever. No one invented these things. That's not a very good excuse. This is really shitty, dude. Well, neither Mushroom Head nor Slipknot's mask served as direct inspiration for Hernandez David's sleep token creations. The artist did say that he would love to work with the latter in the future. I'll bet you do. The next goal is to make a mask for Slipknot. That would be the end goal because that's what started it for me. When I got serious into mask making, it was definitely with Slipknot. Wow, dude. Killer defense. The best defense is a good offense. Yeah, man. Uh, he is not beating the charges. <laughs> uh, maybe on a technicality. Maybe, maybe. Um, damn. All right. Is there anything else you want to cover on this episode? 
Um, do we want to cover on this episode? Or do we want this to be a preview for the Patreon episode? Iron Maiden's Bruce Dickinson on Paratrip Festival. People were at the front were rich people that wanted to film everything on their phone. We're saving that as a preview for the Patreon. Get that episode along with all of these great episodes on Fantasy Label Ball, uh, bad covers, um, et cetera, et cetera, over at the Patreon. $5 gets you everything, including that episode. All right. What else you got? You can email us at totalofhell at gmail.com, totalofhellradio at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Thank you to everyone for purchasing shirts and stickers. They will be going out in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about it. Everyone have a happy new year. And I hope 2024 is better than this year for you. Yeah. See you next time. Bye.
You're listening to 66.6 FM. Radio TOVH. The Flush.